What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is Tuesday, April 4th, 2017, and this is the first international podcast of Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show, because I am here in in Harrow, in London, England, with two mates of mine, fresh mates. Hey, Tim. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here with Toby and Arn. Say hi to the people, fellas. Yo, what's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'm. So even though Toby and Orn are musicians, and we could probably have a whole podcast series about Definitely. all sorts of shit. Orn and I have been vibing. Toby and I stayed up the first night I was here, just going through like all sorts of stuff. But we are talking about football. Yes, we soccer. Are. Soccer. Yes, you guys do. Call do you guys? Soccer. Do you guys not? Do you guys not like it when people call it soccer? Um, I, originally I didn't at first. I was just, you know, you're trying to water down the sport. Why are you calling it soccer? But that was a bit ignorant of me. And when I actually tuned in to soccer and saw it for what it was, I was like, ah, I get All it. Right. I get why you guys call it soccer. I get it. I'm more of the kind of, um, I'm more of the camp where, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think football is football, really. I think, mm-hmm. um, I know you guys call, um, the NFL. Yeah. Uh, we should not football. call it. should not be the, like the NFL should not be called football. I said it the other day, it should be called hand egg, it should be called something, <laughs> so, so, something, something other than football. actual football. Mm-hmm. And you guys are fans of certain clubs, English clubs, but in very, di- very, very different ways because one of them is in the Premier League, Or you're an Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal fan, yes, indeed. Yeah. I-, I can hear everybody going, ooh, <laughs> controversial. I know, man, I know we're having a bit of um, a challenging time. I yeah. Think. This is the best what, way what, to pl- what place is Arsenal in the Premier League at the table sixth right now? At sixth at the moment, yeah, sixth. Um, which uh, don't is... worry, you're only 18 points <laughs> behind Chelsea, not that anybody's counting. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing, but I'm crying inside. It's okay. <laughs> and Toby, you are a fan of what club? Um, I'm a Fans are a fan of Portsmouth City, who and are in League Two at the moment. And for the American fans who don't really know what the hell you're talking about when you say League Two, do you want to break down a little bit what that? Yeah. So, um, so the Premiership is the is the top league in the in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best standard of football. Is where the most money gets pumped into, and then it goes down in division. So you've got the Championship, which is League below the Premier League. Um, then below that, you've got League One, then League Two. So the this so, this fourth league yeah. is where Portsmouth is. Yeah, we used to be in the Premiership. Uh, what? So ten years ago. Really, how, yeah. So how have things fallen so far so fast? Well, so the rise. This will make this will make it feel better about being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess right so. so the rise of Portsmouth started in around two thousand and three. Um, that's when we got two thousand three, two thousand four, when we got promoted to the Premier League with the then manager Harry Redknapp. Um, he was a good manager for you guys, actually. Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah so basically, um, he guided us into the Premier League, um, stayed there for a couple of seasons, and we were always in and around the bottom of the Premier League, fighting relegation, fighting to stay up. And then Harry Redknapp left for Southampton, who were the main rivals, um, which was a bit of a kick in the, well, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth. And then, and did the bottom just sort of fall out? No, well, we, we, we managed to stay out for a couple of seasons and then Harry Redknapp came back and then in around 2008, we won the FA Cup. No kidding. Um, with Harry Redknapp, we had a really, really good team um, with a lot of decent players. And yeah, we went on to be in the Europa League the next year, which is uh, 
the other European competition. Right now, one, one, one question that I have, because, again, the Prem and just English football differs so greatly from mm. American sports. And one of the things is there's just one main season and one main tournament in each of the American sports. But in the Prem, Premier League teams, if they're in the top three the previous year, they play in the Champions League. Or, and if they're the next couple slots, they go to the Europa League. Yeah. yeah and... Top, top four. Sorry, top four. No, no, of course. No, no, no. no you're, you're, you're I'm hanging close. in there. No, and then... The, the, but you, so you intermits with the domestic league over the course of the nine months you have to go and play all these international games on top of the international friendlies that you're playing with your country yeah. and as a fan do you care most about the domestic league like would you rather have Arsenal win the Prem or win the Champions League because the Champions League is the best of the best yeah, yeah the best in Europe I guess so it's hard um I think it's a hard dynamic to get right and to please people with because we've won the FA Cup for the last two seasons mm-hmm. and you know we could possibly win it for a third season. So while that's still silverware, people are still going, well, you haven't, like a, you haven't done anything right. in, in, a, in a, a premiership, so it's quite hard. And I think in in um, the Premier League, because it's so competitive, because there's so much money thrown in it, there's a high expectation of, of teams. It, basically, I'd say the top six teams right. there's a lot of pressure for you to do well um, me personally as as a gunner I would love to see us win the, the, the Premier League definitely I, I can't see why we shouldn't because of the calibre of talent that we have and the brain that we have in Arsene Wenger which is another controversial topic but, isn't, but he's, not gonna, he's not going to be there much longer is he? there is this kind of rumour in the air that he's probably going to sign another two year extension mm. but with that there's talk about him changing up a lot of things it's a lot of hearsay, um, so I guess I'm waiting to hear from the horse's mouth. We're all anxiously waiting. Um, whether or not he stays or goes, I, I mean, I'd like him to still be involved because I think he has a, a, a great brain for football, a great brain for, for nutrition as well. He, he implemented mm-hmm. a lot of uh, new regiments that weren't being used in the Premier League beforehand to, to help players. Um, but at the same time, I think that we do need to change in a sense of Probably our, our aggression. I think we tend to lose games that we shouldn't really lose. Yeah. You know? And that's where yeah. we drop points unnecessarily. I think with Arsenal, it's a lot. Of, there's, there's been a lot of kind of discussion about the whole Wenger thing. If he's going to stay, if he's going to go personally. like How, long, how many long has he been there? He's been there for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. 20, maybe 21 years. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like looking from the outside, so as a, a neutral, per, like a neutral person looking inside, looking at Arsenal. Um, I personally think they shouldn't get rid of rid of Wenger because they shouldn't. No, they because should keep I think him. I think what people underestimated about Wenger throughout a lot of, especially within the last kind of eight years, when Arsenal moved into their new stadium, I can't remember what year that was. When they moved into their new stadium, they had a lot of um, they had a lot of debts to pay off. So mm. Arsene Wenger didn't really have the budget of the the rest of the managers from Man City, Chelsea, Man United, those types of clubs. So he kept them in the top four for for well up until now. Sixteen really. seasons. Sixteen seasons in a row. We've been, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's quite that's sixteen quite, seasons in a row. It's been in the top. It's been a top four. Really, We've never been outside. We haven't in sixteen seasons. Haven't been outside of the top. four Maybe someday you'll actually make the champions quarters. <laughs> well, we mm. know we were we were really really close when we uh, when we played Barcelona. Um, that was quite heartbreaking to me. Two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. Sol Campbell scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's quite a heartbreaking endeavor. But we we get close. I think it's what it is is that people 
us as fans, we get frustrated with this almost. We're almost right. making. We almost get. We've got a lot of cogs going very well. Like we'll bring in. Uh, a good keeper or we'll bring in a great striker but then we'll have leaks at the back or we'll, there's always some kind of leak somewhere mm-hmm. so I think you know Toby made a great point in the sense of financially Wenger had a good brain in order to, to turn that around and make the club profitable even much so to be one of the most profitable clubs like in football Right. at the same time because of that and because we had to pay more as season ticket holders, we then expect more. We're going, okay, well, we're still paying that money to come. We're still filling yeah. up the seats. So what are you doing for us? Like, are you are you fighting show, for us? Show me the results. Right, are you fighting for us? Are you listening to what we're saying? Are you, are you upset when we don't win the games where we're supposed to? Or are you just recycling your same tactics, hoping that eventually the stars will line up? Are, are, you, are you paying attention to what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because you're having other teams, fair enough. They've got great investments and, and owners who have you know millions and billions, so they're able to go. Oh, we want this player, and we don't mind paying them a quarter of a million a week to kick uh, you know kick the ball around. Right. And we don't care. We can have them. We've got the budget to do it. We don't have the budget to do that, or we haven't. We we can't afford to do it, but we haven't. Yeah, been been you, it yeah we haven't been doing it that way. But then we're going. Years. All right. So what's happening then? We're not in debt. Season tickets have gone up. But we're not seeing the results for yeah. it, so of course we're going to be frustrated. But I think that's more of the that's more of the kind of. I think this is what a lot of Arsenal fans kind of, especially from watching people on Arsenal TV talk about the what the they kind of pin the blame on Wenger a lot for that. It's more, and a lot of them have realised that it is the board that is the problem. They may not be giving Wenger the budget that he really should be getting in order to kind of compete with the rest of the teams up in that top bracket. But that's what we don't know. But what we're interested in is what what we do know, what we see, like passion. Mm. You know, when you see like uh, Conte or you see a Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp or any, or even in other um, other leagues, you know, you see a Carlo Ancelotti, you see their passion mm. on the sidelines, tinkering as the game is going on. I think that's what we're missing. Yeah, if something see, is going just... wrong, if we're getting battered and like, We've let in two, three easy goals. You kind of just see him with his hand on his chin, like almost like he probably does know what to do, but he doesn't. His physical presence doesn't give us that that confidence that he's tinkering. Like if if Chelsea go one nil down, you see Conte running along the sideline, shouting, barking orders. That doesn't work. Switch to this. Da da da. Do what I told you. And there is a passion to it. even Luis Enrique in Barcelona. You see that there is a passion when things mm-hmm. are going wrong. I think that is one of the main things that irks us as fans because we're screaming in the stands. We're getting upset. There are tears flowing. We're getting angry. We're shouting at the TV for watching from home or from the pub. So there's a passion in us. We just want to see it from the person who is leading it. It's ultimately, it's up to the players because they are on the pitch. They're the ones who are making a lot of money to be yeah. able to play this sport. But we need a passion from the manager too. I wanted to ask the two of you, and I'll have Toby answer first and then Oren. If you're an uh, uh, American fan who has watched American sport, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, and you are going to give the Prem a go, why am I going to watch the Premier League? Why am I going to watch it uh, uh, and enjoy it as much as these other sports? Why is it so entertaining? Well, I, th- I think the main the main thing about the Premier League is that the reason why it is the reason why it's kind of known or kind of um, labelled the best league in the world is because of first and foremost how quick the football is. The football is very it's a very fast paced game in England. 
It's very physical. It's very. Um, there's always going to be a decent amount of goal scored over a weekend, and through a lot of the matches you watch. Mm-hmm. So, the main reason you watch football, really, for me, is to kind of see the technical ability of the players just doing their thing and seeing how good they are and how how they're performing under pressure. Um, there's a lot of talk about the money side of it mm-hmm. in terms of that they get paid a lot, but that's a completely different kind of argument for a different time but the main kind of attraction of the Premier League is how um, how entertaining all of the games are and how open the league is in terms of that you'll have Leicester win it last year who were 5,000 to 1 to win the Premier but League but that never happens it, it does it, it's, it's happened so, does it it's, 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 it, was, it was a miracle with Leicester because I mean they were Battle and relegation, but like, I mean, if, if you were going to make a bet as to whether anybody outside the top six, Man City, Man U, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Chelsea, if you were going to make a bet as to whether any team that's not those six teams is going to win the Prem in the next 12 years, which yeah. side are you going to take? You're going to say it's just going to be one of those six teams the next 12 years. Well, yeah, you, pro- you probably would say that, but right? I think the, I think the kind of, because I mean, Blackburn did it in the mid 90s. Um, under Kenny Dalglish, mm-hmm. they they abs- and it was pretty much the same kind of story in Leicester, but uh, it wasn't as much of an underdog. But gotcha. I mean, the thing that the Premier League is, I mean, yeah, you have six, but six teams. That is what a third of the Premier League, right? Six, six out of twenty. Six yeah, out of twenty. Let's, yeah, so almost a third, third. thirty thirty percent of the league. Yeah, about thirty percent of the league battling it out for the top, and then at the bottom you have about. Realistically, you have about nine teams that can be yeah, relegated. Yeah, now this now this is the point that you got to get to because there's no relegation in any American sport because yeah. there's so few. Like, if you had a thing where the worst baseball teams got relegated to the minor leagues and yeah. the minor league teams got up, I think that that would give Americans a sense of what it is. But if we're coming over and we don't have a club, then how? How, how are we supposed to sort of buy in? Are we supposed to just hop on the bandwagon of one of these big six teams just so the team can win? Yeah. Or are we supposed to root for one of these underdogs even though we know they're never going to win the league? I think with the Premier League, what I find first and foremost is the community value. That in it, the, the, the sense of passion that comes from the fans. Mm-hmm. The, the chance, the way in which that they will take existing popular songs and then make chance that I find that very intriguing so and, there's, there's, there's so much in that that draws you in even as someone who is a neutral party for example people who do not watch Premier League or do not follow a team love to watch the World Cup yep they love it they it's, love to watch the Euros superb. because and fair enough it's easier to join to a nationality because you can then go I don't follow a team but I am Brazilian so I'm going to support Brazil go. of course fair enough um, but it's it's that that is the foundation I find anyway the community sense going back to your question about how do you then attach yourself to a team what drew me to Arsenal was the style of play okay so I think when you watch football you tend to there's an enjoyment in in how the game is played so for some people they like a straightforward <laughs> Four four two. Let's just get to the goal. And that's what you like, Tommy. That's yeah. it. I don't. I don't really care. Then there are other people that go. I want fancy footwork. I, you know, I want the ball to be hit from forty yards and be picked up by a player on the back of his left foot and switch it to his right. And they, they want to see the charisma. They want the to see flash. The yeah, yeah, definitely because it's an it's extra entertainment value yeah. for them as well as enjoying the sport as well as the competitive nature. Mm-hmm. In it. So my answer would be look for the team that that suits your style of play or that when you at the end of 90 minutes you go 
that was a really intriguing game or I really enjoyed that or you, you actually have moments where you go I like that player or I like the way in which they play that's what you tend to lean to and then where they are in the league or, or whichever have you it, it's irrelevant because your your passion is then for the team gotcha. and you feel as part of it and, and, and that's how I see it yeah, because I'm just going to pick up on a couple of points that you said there. First and foremost, about the fan chanting. Because, I mean, it doesn't happen in America, let me tell you. No, We're terrible chanters. I did a, awful. I did, a, I did a research paper on, on fan chanting. Really? Amazing. Because yeah. uh, in, in football, you have a saying called the 12th man. The 12th so like man. That, like the crowd with the chanting, the singing, and the passion that the crowd portray. That is like having a 12th person on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens in some of the American football teams because yeah. there's 11 players on the field. For it's like, um, American it's like the, is it the Seahawks? That are, it's exactly yeah. right. The Seattle Seahawks, they label themselves the 12s. Yeah. And so they're, yeah. But, that's, but that's one of the uh, uh, rare exceptions. Like There are very few uh, fan bases in America of any team that are that passionate. Uh, whereas it seems to be the norm, not only in the Prem, but all the way down in the different leagues. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like at Portsmouth, for example... What we're we're four well we're three or four leagues below the Premier League, mm-hmm. so the standard of football a is completely different. But the the passion of the crowds like we draw in seventeen to twenty thousand people in a League Two game, which is pretty much unheard of. Right, and, and Portsmouth fans are renowned for being loud and singing throughout the whole thing. Like there's a, there's a guy called John Westwood. Mm. who pretty much everyone in English football will know because he has a bell and a trumpet and it goes for 90 minutes non-stop. <laughs> like, Legend. He's, that's yeah, Exactly. That's, like, it's it's people like that. And so like the, the, the passion of chanting, especially like when you listen to Liverpool when they sing You Never Walk Alone before the game. That's what's endearing. And that will move, especially when you're in a stadium as well. Like for me, being at an Arsenal-Liverpool game, like... Jeez. That was when they were singing Never Walk Alone. You feel it, even though I'm 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 an Arsenal fan, right. I'm here for my team. You can't help but feel empathy. You cannot help but of course because of, of what happened with, with Hillsborough, yeah. you cannot help but feel the, the, the genuine passion in how they sing and you're like, Do you know yeah. what? Win, lose or draw, I'm happy to, I'm just happy to be here because this yeah. is this is amazing. And I think that once you strip away the, the the financial aspect of it and all the other bits and pieces that people might not like about football when you strip that away down to its bare nature you're like do you know what this is what football is about mm-hmm. this is what Sunday league is about this, you run over the park and you play five a side because it's about the community field that's what drives the, you I, I, I think this is uh, it an- this answers the main question that I was going to have because the, the answer that you guys have provided more or less to uh, my question is that it's about the fans and it's about the, the being together to, to root for something and it's it's sort of if you can all root for it together then it, it is almost doesn't matter if your team wins the league or not you know that it be, it's wonderful at, at, at times, and you're rooting yeah, for it it's heartbreaking that, if, if you lose a close match yeah, it of does course hurt, of course because you want your team to win yeah but oh, definitely yeah. especially if, it is, if, if it's against your rival like it, it it's <laughs> That, that feeling of just pure <laughs> right that's another anger. thing the bad blood is much more of a thing in uh, football, football and English football than there, there I don't think there's bitter bitter rivalries in America but here's the counter thing and one thing I wanted to ask you guys about because uh, most of the great teams in England the big six and then some of the best teams in the other European leagues Barcelona, Real Madrid Bayern, PSG etc all these guys are they're cobbled together talented players from all sorts of different countries mm. and it doesn't 
one of the great things about American sports is the continuity of the the teams. Yeah. But in football, with the transfer window and guys switching not only uh, teams but switching leagues, yeah. and it feels less personal. And what you guys seem to answer was it, it is well. It's about the f- the fans are sort of the the it's primary the part of club. it. But how can to me it seems like coaching is and being a manager of a team is even more impossible uh, in a football team because you have to the whole point of doing team sports is for a group of athletes to come together, especially the most talented athletes in the world, and have the whole be greater than the sum of the parts. How can a team of people being paid that much money and being sh- like tra- uh, hopping around that much, how can they learn to play as a team? Like, how does that happen? Because it seems yeah. it seems like it just sort of the talent plays itself out, rather than the, 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 the teams banding together. Yeah, well, it, it, first and foremost, it comes from the manager, and it comes from the, it comes from the um, coaching staff. What their what their job is is they need to get the best players in that they possibly can do, and arrange them in a way that they can play a specific system and go out there and win football games. I mean, it happens like you have you in well in Premier League football like you, you, a lot of managers um, they won't go out and buy like the biggest star name. They'll go and buy a person that they know is a reliable player who has proved it. In, yeah either the Premier League or in other leagues and they go out there and they systematically choose players that would fit into the style of player that um, so the style of football that they're, they're going for that's the that for me that is the main point I'll tell them from there you have to look at it like any establishment let's just say let's go to hospitality let's look at a bar right, right. so the owner of a bar says this is my bar my bar is called Arsenal okay yeah and I believe in serving drinks a certain way. I believe in this level of customer service. I believe in these aesthetics. And this is how I've set my business plan out. Then the owner will hire a general manager, a.k.a. the coach, and will say, okay, this is the game plan. This is the vision that I have for this bar. It is for you to hire people that will further that. So within that dynamic, there is a there is a, a, a threshold. You say, okay, do you know what? I need a good head bartender. I need da, 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 da. and I think that's the best way to look at it. Fair enough. It does get a bit messy when you're dealing with just like, okay, let me just buy the biggest player and the best player. But I think the best managers find a way to ignore that and go, yes, we might have the the firepower to be able to go and get this player that costs this much. Mm-hmm. But does he fit the style of play? Does he merge into what I'm trying to do? Can can you know? Can that player or can those set of players come in and work and get what we need done? So that's how I I view it. It's really really hard because there's so much money being thrown at it. It's, mm-hmm. I think like it's and now especially with agents having a lot of say, I find that mm-hmm. quite ridiculous because yeah. you also you you start holding teams and managers to ransom. Oh, if you don't play pay my player X Y and Z, then they're going to leave. So definitely you have a, a valid point in the sense of the chopping and changing. But I think a, a good manager will will do their best to ignore that and go. All right, I, I need these players for this team for this style of play. That's why you, that's why certain um, managers get hired. That's why Guardiola is at Man City because of his ability to 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 put a game plan together with with, with players and go. All right, do you know what? Your your skill set is this, and I need you to do this. Yeah, I mean this. Um, 
But yeah, what orange? <laughs> yeah, the, you can hear the the ambiance. The ambiance of the background of this is because we're not alone in this house. The three of us are sitting around the kitchen table, but you know we got people recording music in other rooms. People cooking food. Don't worry. The magic of the, the magic of post editing. We're gonna we're gonna uh, make this thing sing. Don't worry. Uh, so the, the 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 response I have to that is the best coaches in American sports are. Uh, are not necessarily my way or the highway guys. They are malleable and will adjust their system according to the talent of the players that they have rather than trying to make the players fit their system. Yeah. And I feel like the best teams uh, create a culture where the players and manager sort of meet halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play... Emphasize these parts of my game because it's your system, but you also have to let me do what I do. Yeah, um, um, to a degree that does happen in football. So, say for example, Sam Allardyce has just gone to Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Allardyce was an ex-England manager who managed them for one game and <laughs> was caught up in a massive scandal with money. But what what Sam Allardyce is good at and what he's renowned for is the ability to take the group of players that he's got. So he did it at Sunderland, he did it at Blackburn years ago. He, he does it at every single team he goes to. He galvanises the players and kind of... Um, and he puts them... And he, he just brings them together as a team. He gives them the style of football that he wants to play. And he says to them, I want you to go out there and I want you to play like this, but you have to play for each other. And you have to show passion it, towards Is it the fans. same style in each team, or does it depend on the team? Uh, no, Sam Allardyce is very much a kind of physical... He's like my, he's like the type of football I like. It's completely different to the type it's of football brutish. I like. It's brutish. It's very much hard-hitting, kind of physical fight, football. Fight for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That is a great point that you did touch on about the uh, teamwork as well. So, um, another thing that Conte at, at Chelsea brought to the team was a, a greater sense of... of of togetherness as well because Chelsea their their current lineup hasn't changed much since um, Mourinho was managing them but there's a lot of I guess disharmony amongst the 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 group for whatever reason I mean we don't know behind closed doors so we can't speculate but Mm. it was coming out in their style of play they were losing games that they shouldn't even be losing there was the team spirit was dead and gone so I think being able to do that as well get a bunch of strangers together and go do you know what going to train together eat together understand one another and 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 that also helps as well because you then when you're on the pitch when your back's against the wall if you're playing against an opposition who's just having a better game than you you look to your left to your right to your front to behind you and you're like all right i'm fighting for you let's fight together wait you know let's part the bus here or let's do this or let's change the tactics a little bit a great point was raised by thierry Henry when he was talking about being managed by guardiola and Guardiola has a system where it's like, okay, this is these are the areas that it's always based on the team that he's going to play. So you say, okay, okay yeah. this this is my team selection for today because of the style of play that they play. So we're going to counteract with this. Yeah, this is fast flowing football. I like you guys to be quick on your feet, and the aim is to get the ball to the final third and then finish. Right, and as long as you you do that, how you do it is up to you. But do what I've asked you to do because if you don't do that, I'm going to have to replace you I'm going to have and literally Thierry Henry was at the top of his game and he for one game he broke protocol so he switched sides he ended up getting a goal but he got subbed off straight after because Guardiola was like 
I don't care if you scored a goal. Right. There is a game plan that we have, and we, we we play together as a unit and as a team, and that is what I asked you to do, and you disobeyed me. So it doesn't matter about your position. <laughs> You're going to be subbed off and someone else played. And he said that was very humbling for him and it was very telling about, at the end of the day, while it is about the 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 whole team and the stars are the stars, the manager sets the, yeah. name, the, the, the template in place and you have to trust the manager as well yeah? because the manager trusts your skill. That's why you're on the pitch. That's why you're paid. That's why you're hired. So there's a there's a balance in trust. Definitely. And, that's the, and just picking up on the point that um, Oren's talking about Guardiola, about what, he, what his... And what we were talking about earlier as well, really about he galvanises the team. He does what Sam Allardyce does, but in a different way. So they play two different brands of football. Sam Allardyce kind of meets halfway, sees the players that he's got and gets the best out of them. Guardiola has a system and the players have to right. meet them. So look at, if you look at Joe Hart, Joe Hart, was the, he's the England goalkeeper. He was the Man City goalkeeper for... Um, God knows how many years, yeah, probably quite about years. quite a few years, and then he got shipped off to Torino. Yeah, <laughs> so he got shipped off to a different league because he didn't um, get with the program. Well, he, he he wanted to, but Guardiola never gave him that that chance. Maybe to do there was. It. I don't think there was enough time to to adjust. He wanted yeah, to adjust, in, yeah. that instant impact. And so, oh, you look at both sides of the spectrum: Allardyce versus Guardiola. They're both successful in I mean, even more so with Guardiola. He's very been very very successful in his endeavors. So, I think it's what it's what works, you know? Some that that system might work where it's just like, okay, do what I say and it will work, or they'll be like, let's meet halfway or let's base it around the players. So, it's 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 open into But just kind of looking results. at the, we've got the league table up here. So obviously Chelsea are on top with 69 points, Tottenham ha! in second. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Tottenham in second with 62, Liverpool 59 and Man City are fourth in 58. And Guardiola is kind of known around the world as being the best club manager around today. Hmm. But his One team is sitting in fourth. One of them. Yeah, but it's a new team for him. Yeah. It's, just, it's the same season, so, you know. I mean, God knows what can happen towards the end of the season I mean they're, yeah they're 11 points off but stranger things do you guys think that other sports should adopt like let's say the uh, uh, do you like the fact that it's just the 20 teams in the Premier League play each other twice you have 38 games one home one away against every single other team and then at the end the team with the most points wins do you like that or would you rather have a thing where let's say you make it 30 games instead of 38 and then at the end of 30 games, the top eight teams play each other in sort of like a bracket style to see who wins the whole league. Do you, do you want there to sort of be the ability for a Cinderella to make a run? Or would you, do you like it the way it's presented? I, I, like it, I like it the way it is because it's about what, what the Premier League and what football is about is about longevity. It's about how you can perform over a space of nine months. It's about how you perform over 38 games. And also you've got to factor into the account other games too. that the Cinderella story comes from the FA Cup. The FA Cup is the Right, 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 right. In, so you can have Wigan or who, who, whatever random yeah, English team a, like is going to play. Like Sutton this year. Got right, to, they got, got to, to play to, Arsenal, didn't they? And, and Lincoln as well. They both are in the league below Portsmouth. So they're, they're in, in League the fifth, Three. They're, no, they're in the they're in the fifth tier of football. Which is so what's it even it's, called? It's the, it's the conference. The conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called the the, uh, the national conference. Um, both of those teams at different ends of the table. So Lincoln are at the top of the table, mm-hmm. and Sutton near the bottom. 
both got through to the sixth round of the FA Cup, and, and then one incredible. of them played that's, that's incredible. Who did Lincoln play? I can't remember. So Sutton, and like, not only that, Arsenal had to go to Sutton. That must have yeah. been the biggest day in the history of that. That must they'll, exactly. they'll never forget that. But that's the thing. That's where the Cinderella story comes from because the, the FA Cup is all about that. Like Portsmouth, when we won the FA Cup in two thousand and eight, um, we had a really tough draw. Really, we had. Um, we had to beat Man United in the quarterfinals, and bearing in mind we'd never really be- we'd never beaten them at Old Trafford before, mm. and then we're kind of sitting back the whole game, just parking the bus. Um, we're sitting back the whole game, parking the bus, and then all of a sudden we end up getting a penalty, and their keeper gets sent off, and Rio Ferdinand goes in goal. There you go. So. Do but- you guys do you guys think that the actual physical uh, uh, beat 'em up style of the Premier League? Uh, does the teams a disservice when they're trying to win the Champions League? Um, I definitely think that there should be some level of adjustment when it when it comes to fixtures, just for fatigue. Um, because the style of football, I mean, when you're going back to like days with Pele and Maradona, that it was that was really like brutish. But it was, I mean, yeah, they beat the uh, you'd see each other. It was, but the, I. To an extent, it might sound controversial to, to the listeners, but yeah. to, I prefer that because it was about the football. It was like you was really out there battling. It wasn't yeah. a thing of someone taps your ankle, oh my god, my ankle, oh my. Yes. I mean, there are some tackles that are ridiculous, and you know, certain tackles where Ryan Shawcross, for example. Yeah. Sorry, dude, I know you've been referenced so many times, but it was a bad tackle. Um, where you do certain challenges that are just spiteful or they just like really could really change a person's life in the worst kind of way so I don't advocate that but you know actually tussling for the ball and those kind of things like that definitely I I, I, I encourage that because it's it's part of the sport how it affects Champions League is I don't necessarily think it's the style of play I think it is the fixtures I think that you know you got this game straight after that game, and then sometimes you can have some certain teams can have, can play you like two, three times in a week. Right, it's like it's, it's quite the a, the, it's the, quite the, a lot. the the load that is on teams like Arsenal year after year after year to try and play the Champions League intermittent with the domestic league sort of makes it impossible to Almost, to win yeah. a darn thing. Yeah, Jimmy Primo, come. You want to come in and say something? Yes, sir. Oh, you do. All right. Uh Jimmy's a uh, one of the mates that I knew before I made this visit to London. Jimmy, you don't like football, do you? Uh, no, sir. No, he doesn't. That's okay. Uh, I, a, as we wind down here, I wanted to say, make a point that you guys, off of what you guys just said about how the game is less brutish now, I think that that is the case with every single sport that I have watched. It's the case with uh, uh, basketball. It is the case with hockey. That sports are way less about sort of the brute force now and more about just the skill mm. of, of the game. It is finesse. You do not have to be an overpowering uh, 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 just tidal wave in order to win games now. There used to be a thing in hockey where you would have a guy just designated to go out and fight people. Yeah, yeah. Goons. Mm-hmm. And that's just not a thing anymore. You have to be able to skate really well. You have to be able to handle a darn puck. And I think the same is true in football now. Mm. That you can't just sort of elbow your way to oh, definitely games. not. Yeah, oh, not, yeah, not not in that way where it's like you know below the belt kind of. Or really no, 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 no. I'm not talking about dirty play. Yeah, but yeah. I, think, I think what what AJ's kind of talking about is like, say for example, when Stan, there was a guy called Stanley Matthews who used to play for England. Um, he played in the 1996, sorry, 1966 World Cup final. Or no, sorry, he was in that tournament, mm-hmm. and there was one video of him. Um, 
nowadays if a ball go, if the ball is crossed in and the keeper goes to collect it and the player challenges the goalkeeper usually that would be kind of designated as a foul because it's like keeper protection right but back then you could just he loud, just, just smash the goalkeeper <laughs> in with the ball <laughs> into the back of the net and the referee was just like no that's a goal like <laughs> Like that's that's the kind of difference between football now and then, like yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I think, no, <laughs> it's remarkable. It is a really funny. It, you video. do, you do, you you absolutely do need to have a level of skill, and that that is what's enjoyable about the game to watch the level of skill. My 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 earlier point was that what I don't like is the the. Hmm. I guess when there isn't really a challenge or yeah. like the fake aspect of it of like someone touches your you know t- you basically put your hand on the shoulder and they go oh my eye and would like, you say that's that- more a continental thing I, I, you know what? It, it does happen. It happens across the league. It happens across the. It globe. happens in basketball. It ha- it People flop. And that's it's and I think that's. You know, there's certain things where it's like, okay, if you're the last man and someone does challenge you and it is a bit, it's, it's enough to win you a penalty or it's enough to strategically get the upper hand. Aryan Robin. Okay, f- fair enough. But then there are certain things that are re- absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's that's why I don't I don't like the idea of cheating the sport. That's what I don't like. I don't like the idea of of you feigning an injury when you don't you, you don't really have one or, or or saying to the ref, oh he did this when that right. isn't really the case because it spoils it as a as a as a viewer of the game. It will spot me in my personal opinion. I'm probably different to everyone else, but that spoils it for me because I love the idea of. The sport. I, I love football. I love it for everything that it stands for. So I'm just like, yeah, go ahead, play play your game. Like when yeah. I run out and I go and play football in the park with my friends as well, it's like if someone, you know, whacks my shoulder, I'm not gonna go, ah, you hit me in the face no, and stop never. the game. Gentlemen, I'm going to end this thing by asking you a couple of quick questions, and you're going to give me the answers rapid fire, and we're going to go, and then we'll uh, we'll get on up out of here. Question number one, Toby then Oren, are Chelsea going to win this premiership? Yes. Yes? Yes. If anybody's going to beat them, who's going to beat them? Tottenham. Spurs? They have a chance to topple. It's, is seven points with like nine games left just too much? No. Uh, Man it's been City done before. Done, Man City have done it before. Yeah. All right. Do you guys think that the Premiership will ever be sort of uh, on the same level as any of the major American sports. Will the Premiership be watched in America the way baseball or basketball or any of that stuff is watched? Yeah. Yes, eventually, yeah? Yeah, it will be. Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so too. A quick why? Um, because of the sheer um, amount of money that's being pumped into it because about the whole... Um, because of... It's, it's just the overall spectacle of the whole mm-hmm. thing. It's just like, it's, it's such a massive event. It is more and more Every popular as, as as the years go by. Who's going to win the Champions League? Mmm. Oh, because these quarters are juicy. I'm, juicy. I'm going to put it out there and say probably Real Madrid. Yeah. Do you think they're going to go back-to-back for the first time? A, a team has not gone back-to-back in the Champions League since AC Milan? Inter Milan. Yeah, AC Milan. AC Milan. In 89 and 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Good knowledge. Gotcha. Yes. I know my motherfucking shit. Okay, uh, and yes, you can say whatever the hell you want on this podcast. We can say fuck, shit, damn, just not, not, not the N word. Anyway, yeah, cool. uh, 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 who do you think, Orin? Who do you think is going to win this Ooh, Champions is, League? Mm, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm tending to 
agree with Real Madrid. Really? Wow. Yeah. Even even though just like why? I mean, why Leicester's is... still in there, and they are a bit of a bogey team. But I mean, I can't see. You know, I can't really see. I mean, Barcelona did win, uh, overturned a massive deficit against um, PSG. 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 But the problem is, is that. They they, they're really just, been, they're, I feel like their style is just playing with fire. You know, yeah, they, they haven't really been performing as well as what they should have been this year. So, and I think Real Madrid are a lot more consistent. So, I think they'll win it. Do you think if Lionel Messi never leads his country to get a trophy, like in the Euros or the World Cup, that Cristiano Ronaldo will be remembered as better than him? Um, it depends what Ronaldo wins. If, say, for example, if neither of them win a major tournament, so aka the World Cup with either Argentina and Portugal. Personally, in my opinion, I don't think they can be uh, thought as one of the best ever. I think that Cristiano Ronaldo is already, should already be regarded as a better player than Messi, which is super duper controversial, but I'll, yeah. I'll, very, qu- I'll very quickly explain why. Right? Okay, You so, both agree, all right. Lionel Messi, right? He has played in Barcelona his whole like his Since whole he was career. a teenager. Correct. So... Uh, team chemistry, uh, knowing the pitch, uh, knowing the players, knowing the gameplay, all those kind of things like that. Be playing in the same league, mm-hmm. he has those those things uh, in his, uh, I guess, in his benefit. Yeah. What Cristiano Ronaldo has done is he's he's moved all over. Right from 03 to 09, he's in Man, in Man United. He's been a free league. Yeah, even before then, he you know before he, then he, he was, was playing. He was in, in the Portuguese league for sport in Lisbon. Yeah, he was okay. playing in Lisbon. Then he went to Man United. So and he proved himself in Man United. Aha! Uh-huh. He's proved himself. He's proved himself for club and country consistently. Mm. So he's played against uh, some of the best. Um, from different leagues mm-hmm. well, of course he's done Champions League and everything like that but I mean when you consistently prove yourself in different teams that's different teammates different styles of play mm-hmm. right and still come out as one of the best out for me if you take Messi out put put Messi in a different team mm-hmm. let, and see if he shines the same way of course he's a phenomenal player I am not taking anything no, away no, no, from no, his no. abilities but I just feel like Cristiano Ronaldo has done more in different territories to prove that that's yes. my that's my thing and I think that's only fair it's not fair to say Lionel Messi is the best he's only stayed in one he's only stayed in one team so exactly. I don't think he's fair put him in a cold windy Monday night in Stoke and see how he fares yeah, yeah? <laughs> yeah. alright hey this is why I ask these questions gentlemen uh, do you have anything to say to the people before we get out of here I would love to come over to Boston and watch a game. <laughs> Honestly, you guys are the most passionate sport uh, fanatic fans I have probably seen it is in the, it a is very, the best. very Get long time. Get outside for a Celtics game. That oh would God. be amazing. You kidding me? You come me... into TD Garden, watch watch it with me. I go. I lose my goddamn man, mind. Throw me in a jersey. <laughs> honestly man give me a beer and oh. it will go off oh, oh give I'll, me one of those, hat, well, those hats with the beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the oh straws, and yeah. straws I want one of those in my life foam fingers yeah. the whole thing yeah. 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 and definitely when you can tune into a Premier League game and you can see what all the fuss is about you know yeah. you never know until you try it so at least have a look man check in for 90 minutes watch a game and see how you feel yeah gentlemen thank you so much for being on this thing can right. we record another one before the week is out definitely can we talk about some, some music can we talk about some films can we talk about whatever hell yeah, yeah, love hell yeah. To, I'd love to talk the crap with all these guys for Toby for Orin I'm AJ Rose you've been listening to Fighting Fire with Fire as always you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire give us a rating or review on iTunes unless you want to give us a bad rating in which case don't bother you can contact the show on Twitter at the AJ Rose Show or give us a comment on facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show and uh, we will see you guys next time cheers <laughs>